1: Welcome to another edition of To Homer and Back, the official podcast of Streaking Lawn. Uh, Thanks for joining us this week. My name is Pierce. I've got a couple of my usual colleagues here uh, tonight. Caroline, how's it going?
0: Hey, it's good.
1: That's good to hear. Uh, Matt, how are you?
0: I'm good, Pierce. How are you?
1: Glad you could join us again on the cast. Uh, We've got a lot to talk about. We've had a couple football games since our last episode. Uh, But let's talk about the presidential debate. No, no, I don't want to talk about it. Okay, uh, let's see. So the UConn game, we didn't have a podcast after, and that's a bit of a shame. Because um, I had a lot to say, um, but I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure we all really did. Um,
2: probably for but, the best, we didn't talk about yeah, that Yeah, it's game. probably
1: the, the, the good that those opinions aren't uh, a matter of record. Um, <laughs> but uh, after the Central Michigan game where the Who's won, I'm sure everyone listening to this Woo-hoo! knows it was their first win of the year. Uh, win where they blew a twenty-eight point lead. Uh, nah,
2: I mean, can you say that they never gave? Yes, up I can the say lead. that they never gave
1: up the lead. Yes, they did because they had the no. lead and then it was tied. No, no. But they were never behind. Means that they didn't get lead the whole game. That, that's the definition of giving up the lead. If say? the other team ties it,
2: they were never behind. I will. Okay,
1: they blew the lead and then they scored a bunch to win by a bunch.
2: Yes, everything's fine.
1: Yeah, uh, but nothing I said is false. All right, (laughs) this sounds like the debate last night. Uh, (laughs) You interrupting me, I'm I'm being uh, totally professional about it, okay. Does that make
2: me sexist, then, if I'm interrupting? Yeah, don't call me
1: Miss Piggy, don't, Don't okay, all right. But seriously, uh, or as serious as we get here, uh, I wanna hear y'all's reactions to the Michigan game, but also, I wanna hear what you were feeling or when, how about when in the game you you went, oh, God, here it goes again. Uh, was it when they tied it? Was it after Central Michigan scored their first one and you were like, oh, well, there's shutouts or, or somewhere <laughs> Matt, um, why don't we go ahead and, and start with you. Give me some uh, impressions following that game.
0: No, it was definitely a 28-7. Um, but, but once they got, uh, when they got to 14 by the half, I was 100% convinced that we were going to lose and lose by double digits.
1: Um,
0: and I, I, I still think that I was probably close to being right because I think if there isn't an 85 yard touchdown pass on blown coverage, that we still end up losing that game. Um, so I'm, I'm not as as optimistic as as Caroline is, even though we did end up winning by 21. I think it's a, a bit of a false score, but we're not going 0-12, which is better than I was expecting seven days ago. That's
1: um, <laughs> huge, for sure. Yeah, so
0: I'll, I'll take any victories, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, when they scored uh, real quick to cut it to 14 right before the half, I think that, that to me, was a clear indication that things were not going to go smoothly. Um, I will say, you know, the – the blown coverage on the long touchdown to Oz was, yeah, blown coverage. But also, like, if you're going to discredit that and say like, "Whoa, blown, blown coverage," so you know it was luckier or whatever to to have that play happen. Well, I mean, we give up a lot of blown coverage plays too. So you know, you got to discredit those if if they don't factor into uh, yeah, what uh... other teams are doing
0: it was a freakishly good throw rolling to his oh, left was a Great throw 50 yards in the air. Um, Caroline, what were your uh, impressions following it?
2: Yeah. So the first time I had that gut feeling of like, "Uh Oh, um, was probably the pick six, not going to lie
1: mm-hmm. to make
2: it 28, 21. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that, that play was very like, oh god it was like one of those things. that was that That one hurt that one was but I will say it was very um what coach Mendenhall said after the game about the feeling in the stadium could not have been more accurate mm-hmm. like and, and that is something that and it is tough to do because I feel I felt it and I'm as you all make fun of me very optimistic and always want to think that good things are going to happen but I still felt that way. And that's something that's, we've been conditioned over a decade of mistakes to expect teams to come back in the game, except now it looks like they've found a way to stay positive and combat it. But he said that Mm -hmm. you could feel it, that there's this pressure on the back of his head, like the back of his neck coming down from the stands of, Oh, here we go again. And it was 100% felt that way in the stadium. Like I get like, I am. A little, I will say it's gonna be very un- unpopular opinion alert, but I was very disappointed in the student section because they left. Like, mm-hmm. especially first years, you should be there the whole time because honestly, you don't know any different. Like, this is a little bit of me getting on my podium and being a little complaining. But like, at no point were we losing that game. You know, when they need the fans, when it's twenty-eight, mm-hmm.
1: twenty-eight.
2: So don't disappear. Don't say, "Oh no, not again." Oh, here we go again. Like, what else do you have going on at two, three? It,
1: it was really hot.
2: I, was, I said okay i did have a pretty good summer i'm saying like what, what else are you don't like you have to buy in you have to try like i don't know but yeah. i will say it's kind of fun when it's a lot of the diehards and everyone makes fun of me because i rag on that sometimes about like oh did you go are you a real fan i know people can't get there and people have other stuff going on or they've got kids that they've got to get to or Or they don't want to,
1: you know, spend time, money, and energy on a losing football team. I get that,
2: too. I get that, too. Like, you have to earn it. It's all about Bronco and earning things. I 100% get that. But it was nice to see. um, And I'll I'll say, like, after the UConn game, I went to that game and talked to a couple of the kids afterwards. The looks on their faces, like, was the most heartbreaking thing. Where you just, like... Because... That's why I didn't really, I mean, I want to win cause it's like Sunday was way more fun after a win. <laughs> Saturday night was way more fun after a win. Even if you're not like, it just feels like you like to win. No, everyone likes winning Don't have to lose. But the looks on these kids faces of like where it was so close and they'd made so many like good strides, like to see them get over that hump and like, achieve that and celebrate together and that they waited for Bronco to celebrate that 100th win with him like that it meant Mm -hmm. as much to them as it did to him like it just I think this is a good important win over a team that frankly is is good like Central Michigan had a solid
1: team yeah it's the best team next to Oregon that they've played 100 percent for sure um what (laughs) uh yeah absolutely but what what do you see specifically in Ben Kurt um, in his progression in, in what he's bringing to the team? Uh, certainly breaking the single game passing record uh, in school history is a, a pretty clear indication against, again, a good defense, a very good yeah. defense on the Chippewas. Um, should we be fully confident now? Should we you know take back maybe some of the question marks that we had uh, throughout the beginning of the year?
0: So I, I'd like to point out that I never had questions about Kurt. <laughs> I, have, I have always been on Team Kurt. Um, and strong, I maintain yes. – the, the only thing I'll say is that I I might be wrong about him winning the Heisman this year. <laughs> <laughs> year. Um, but it is – I mean, I, I, there's obviously still some accuracy concerns, but it's great to see a guy who can run and still unleash a 50-yard bomb Mm. Um because we've we've had one or the other in terms of like we had Vic Hall and Jamil Sewell, mm. um who could run but weren't great passers. And then we had Mark Verica who couldn't do either.
2: Um, <laughs> hey, he's the record that was broken, though. So I know, which, yeah, is
0: exactly. why, which is why I don't really count it. A <laughs> he had some good games. That um, um, game, game yeah. was nuts. <laughs> I, I think he, he still opens up aspects of the offense mm. we haven't had before. Um, even though it, it's not as perfect as we would like for it to be at, at times, um, I'm, I'm still 100% on the bandwagon.
2: Um, so. He's awesome. Let's keep in mind one thing. That was his fourth career start in college. Totally. And he broke a school record. And not just a school record where it was like, I mean, he was the eighth best performer in college football on Saturday.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, he crushed it. I was very happy with. There's a few that he's still a little, especially early in the game, notice he's a little rusty at the very beginning or jumpy or overthrows a few passes or there was one pass on Saturday that we were so lucky wasn't picked off oh yeah, yeah. the entire stadium went <gasps> yeah, like when he threw into triple coverage um but other than that I can't I think he makes good decisions which is what I really like to see I was I think everyone likes to see like he's making he seems to be able to read Situation pretty well, like you could hear on that pass to Oz. The whole there's a whole bunch of people in the stadium just yelling "run" because like he probably could have gotten the first down, right, right, right. And maybe if he doesn't complete that pass, we're saying, "Oh, he should have run for the first down." Like, why go big like that? But mm. he placed it perfectly, and it worked out amazingly which my favorite commentating of the game when I, I watched it again was when the guy at the end was like, well, that'll work. <laughs> like,
1: <that's
2: laughs> I, at the end zone. I was like, yeah, it does work. But I think that's the biggest thing for me. It's like, I really like, um, his confidence. He shakes off the bad stuff. Uh, he takes responsibility for the bad stuff. He'll say like, Oh, that was my fault. I didn't see such and such. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he also, um, appears like the leadership aspect appears to be there as well. So I I like what I've seen over four games. We don't have a huge, you know, um, be at Heisman next year for sure, 100%. Well, I
1: would say you could see a definite uh, decision from whether it be him or, or the coordinator to throw the ball down the field. Uh, I think the the common criticism early has been just relying on the checkdowns and th- that's probably the quarterback. You know, that's not the coaching saying these are your options and make sure you take the quick, easy one first. Um, so it was good to see that, that there's, you know, been progression there for sure. And And again, against one of the better defenses, they'll probably see all year. So I'm sure we're all on team KBK. for sure (laughs) what what were some other positives uh from the game besides you know the win what what's some some stuff that stuck out uh to you to look forward to for the rest of the year
2: um well i really liked a lot of the last couple games wide receiver play has been um very good i like seeing Mm -hmm. guys like joe reed and hasis dubois get involved um (laughs) as well as like warren craft like those guys i think that's really important because it provides other options um as well as having consistent um um play like you can tra- you can trust reed and smoke and oz obviously all to catch it too so that's kind of it's a it's a great um asset to have on the offense but my biggest thing from this week I absolutely love, 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 love downfield blocking. <laughs> like, I have always been yeah. just downfield blocking. Like, nothing think me more irritated watching games on TV randomly or whatever. That's like, someone doesn't hustle down the field, doesn't get the block, like all this stuff. But I love downfield blocking. So when Eric Smith, the 6'5, 300 pound tackle, Mm. got down the field and was clearing ground for smoke on that last touchdown. Mm. Play. He ran like 35 yards before smoke even got behind him. <laughs> and this is in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Like this, this to me is all Frank Wintrick, like the conditioning and the ability for these guys, like in 95 degree weather, Eric Smith was out there for three plus quarters in the trenches, like blocking, doing all this like hard gutty work um even though you know paul knows they're not skill positions but (laughs) i'm kidding i think i'm kidding Um, the final
1: guy (laughs) fell down he didn't even want a part he wanted no piece
2: yeah number seven That's my favorite part and he's like nope he noped out of that bad boy real quick he's like no thank you but just like the hustle and he wasn't even like And the commentators mentioned that too that he's down he's like look at the big man eric smith like he's in the end zone he doesn't have his hands on his knees like he hustled he got stuff done and he was like directing traffic like smoke like go behind me like i loved it the whole time i was like look at the downfield blocking so (laughs) anyway that was my i would love to see more of that all
1: All right well matt i got a question for you go for it have any of your let's see um I don't know, criticisms or, or areas of concern or things you were worried about, Has have any of them been assuaged? Have any of them been resolved? Are you feeling better about something that you weren't feeling good about? Uh, besides just the basic, we're not going to win any games this year, and now we have, so I don't have to worry about that. Is there anything specific that you've seen uh, that you're now optimistic about?
0: Kind of, which is about as optimistic as I get. <laughs> Um, so one thing that I like, and I think we've seen it, I didn't see it against Richmond because we didn't see anything against Richmond, um, <laughs> but against Oregon, UConn and central Michigan is an eye. An- is that how we pronounce the offensive coordinator's name? It's my first time on the podcast. Yes, seems so, yes. Okay. So we'll go with that. I think he can clearly set up a game plan that works well because we've gotten off the fast starts in three straight games. Now, mm-hmm. um, the, the other side to that. So he's doing something right during the week to prep. The other side to that is that we've gotten off to fast starts and then consistently had long droughts. Mm-hmm. Um, so against you know against UConn, it was 10 points in the first quarter and then nothing for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And against Central Michigan, it was 28 points in you know 18 mm-hmm. minutes and then nothing for half an hour. Mm-hmm. And then 21 points in the last 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that we have someone who actually seems to put together a game plan during the week that changes based on opponents because um, that's a nice little... Uh, tweak that—that's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see if he can continue to adjust as as the teams adjust during the game. Because I still think there's a little bit of of a concern there as to to how we alter our game plan when when they make defensive changes. Gotcha, gotcha.
1: Well, um, maybe more specifically to the both of you, or actually, I'm going to answer this too. But how has your outlook changed from right after the UConn game? So 0 and 3 what am I thinking for the rest of the year to the outlook now after the Central Michigan game? And I'll go ahead and jump in first, because I want to say definitively that UConn is absolutely the worst team uh, we've played yet. And so talk of progression that, that we had after the Oregon game to me completely fell flat watching the UConn game in terms of improvement, in terms of things to look for uh, that that could be strengths later in the field, later in the year, strengths now. UConn is awful, Uh, just awful. (laughs) And and Caroline, feel free to (laughs) correct me uh, if you disagree. You were there in person. But Richmond is lights better than, than UConn. And we looked awful after those first 10 minutes, for sure. I mean, we couldn't score against this garbage team. Um, so, I, I mean, my post-UConn outlook was, you know, they've got to win a game because they've got to. And I've already sat through an 0 and 16 Detroit Lions season once in my lifetime. I'm not trying to go through that. again. You know, statistically, they've got to win a game. But, but what's it going to be? Uh, you know, maybe they'll get a couple here and there. Maybe we'll improve enough to to give the Hokies a game late and, and scare them at least or something. But after the central Michigan game, I mean, they look at home much better. So I'm thinking maybe it's a one or two wins, maybe three or four wins uh, for the outlook. So darns, how, how has your outlook changed?
2: Um, I think that there were things that they did well in the Yukon game that I continued to see in the central Michigan game. Um, such as Andrew Brown's coming out party against UConn Mm -hmm. continued against Central Michigan, even if his stat line doesn't necessarily jump off the page at you. Um, He was being held all game, by the way. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, But you can just see, like, he's getting double teamed and fighting through two dudes and, like, putting pressure. We put so much pressure on Cooper Rush, even if it wasn't necessarily getting hands on him, but we definitely sped him up. Um, which I liked to see because that's something that we didn't really get in the first two games. I don't necessarily fully agree that Richmond was that much better, like, light years ahead of UConn. I think Brad Sheriffs is a is a talented quarterback, and they have – a like, Thomas is such a good receiver for them. Um, I think our defense played very well, but just made – we made a couple mistakes on offense that just – we couldn't get stuff done. So I don't know. They are, I would agree that they are the worst team that we've played so far. Mm. I don't know if I'd put Richmond light years ahead of them Mm. being at the game. I felt like we were outplaying them considerably. Um, It just wasn't reflected on the scoreboard. And that was one of those things that was so frustrating with like going down and not getting points. Um, So that is something that obviously was concerning. Um, it was nice to see them put up 49 points. That's awesome. Like Mm. to look at the score and be like 49 points, that's seven touchdowns. Um, but the kicking thing is going to be a little stressful. So sure. (laughs) I think that the emotional aspect of not only getting the first win, but getting the first win in the way that they did, that it took, that it was, it was a gutsy win. You know, like you looked at Twitter and everyone's, relishing in the fact that we to use your terminology blew a 28 point lead which
1: um, is what they did how is that <laughs> not blowing a lead i can't get over this
2: um it's just like yeah everyone's like oh look at virginia lol or kirk curb and his they'll never they won't win a game this year like So it was kind of nice to see these guys like dig down and come back and not only come back and like win by a touchdown, but score 21 straight points after letting them score 28 is I think that will do more for them in the long run than if they had just cruised to a win. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I think that that gives me a little bit more hope going forward that if they can use this momentum, I think that they've got the only, the biggest problem I see right now is we've, we were already thin defensively, especially, um, like on the corners, um, losing Juan Horn Juan Thornhill and mm-hmm. Tim Harris. Um, Juan probably not for the whole season, Thornhill for the whole season, but um Tim Harris is out for the whole season. So we're relying on a redshirt freshman and a sophomore as our mm-hmm. primary corners. So yeah. It's tough when you have a good passing team. So
1: for sure. Uh, Matt, how about you? Did was there any significant change in your uh, outcome predictions for
0: the year following this win? I could I could see us winning an ACC game now. Um, <laughs> so I, I, you know, I, I don't know if we want to get into the the specifics there. I think we'll probably end up with three wins on the season, mm-hmm. um, just because I, I think weirdly, it, the first time in years to to say this, but I think the ACC schedule is actually hard. Yeah. Uh, all the, all the teams we get at home, I think, are really good teams, um, but we're definitely going to beat Louisville. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm 100% confident that we're going to beat Louisville, and that's going to start Banker's Heisman campaign for next year. Yeah. I won't be
2: there, so I can almost also guarantee that win. Uh, yeah, that sounds I won't be like there either.
0: That would
1: happen to me. I have another idiot friend getting married on a college football <laughs> Saturday.
2: Why do people get I married just, in the fall? It's just so,
1: so rude. rude. It's just rude. so rude. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, he doesn't listen. To this. I mean he knows I think he's an idiot. anyway. Okay, so uh well let's go ahead and say how many ACC wins do you expect to see this season? I'll I'll go ahead and start with uh, 2. Yeah. Two. Which ones? Where what do you Which ones? Um, yeah. let's say we, one of the like better teams at home for sure. So let's say like Pitt you know, Pitt just always seems to play bad at Scott Stadium. That's true. And then either at Wake or at Georgia Tech, so probably at Wake. I'll say Pitt and Wake.
0: I'll go with two as well. I'll say Wake and Miami because um, we always seem to beat Miami in Charlotte. <laughs> I don't understand how.
1: Mike London always seems to beat Miami. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. his like one a a game.
0: Right. Yeah, he can coach one game this year. <laughs> um yeah, I, I think I agree. Wake, Miami, and if it's not Miami, it'll definitely be Louisville. So maybe we get to four.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go four, four wins. Yeah. All right. Four, what are they?
0: Four Duke, in addition to the one we just had.
2: Yeah, Duke, Pitt, Wake, and Georgia Tech. Okay. If not, if not, I'm almost tempted to say one of the Wake Georgia Tech because they're both away, and then one of the remaining. I'm willing to take one out of the three last away games. So Wake, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech. I think we get one of those. Hmm. And I think we randomly get one of the UNC Louisville Miami just on. Okay, stop saying
1: Louisville um, like there's a
2: The UNC Miami. Okay. um, Just out of sheer. Why not? And we're at home, and we went on some random play, and it's close. Like, yeah, one of those things. Like,
1: yeah. well, I Caroline, know. I don't know if you know this stat. Um, it hasn't been thrown around a lot on the podcast. We're really good on the road, but, but UVA hasn't won a road game in uh, quite a long time. um
2: yeah, well, Tony uh, Bennett not <laughs> around for basketball. So. That's true.
0: That's. True. I was still in college. The last time we won a road game. <laughs> that i, that I remember i remember watching it at a friend's apartment uh, it's been that long
1: you had friends at the time I mean, right I know. and
0: I that burned, was a
2: while ago was in oh. college it was great <laughs> i don't know i think duke is a good opportunity coming yep. off the high with and yes they just beat notre dame so there's going to be some sort of emotional high for them as well but mm-hmm. um i don't i think there's if it's one of those if they can get uh, why not? Shit, there's nothing else to lose.
1: <laughs> well, they've sort of, like to your point earlier, they've sort of already fought the the oh same old UVA yeah. by pulling out that Central Michigan game. I mean, that, is, that, that was an, an unexpected, unstereotypical Virginia football yeah. thing to, to watch. As far
2: with. as Broncos concerned, and he said this, and I love that he said this. He's like, we, I'm not. You know, oh, for the last fifty mm-hmm. seasons on the road, he's like, i I just got here. Like, we've played two road games. One of them against number twenty. You know, twenty two. Right, right. An Olympian in the wide receiver <laughs> position. Like, all
1: right. it wasn't yeah. all Devin his face beating UVA. It now. was
2: all Devin Allen. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he gets better soon. I'm sad that he's hurt.
1: So. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's go to our our new fan favorite segment of defend yourself um and we As could go with actually this. said they liked it <laughs> no no one comments on these um,
2: <laughs> well, except, anyway. except
1: in person actually i, I, I actually
2: did get one person that said they liked that
1: all right <laughs> um, well this week's defend yourself could be about uh your uh elementary school uh high school <laughs> high school hot dog <laughs> Toppings of choice, um, but I'd rather talk about football. Now let's talk about ketchup. Ketchup does not belong on a hot dog. Ketchup Matt, do you
0: best. agree? I 100% agree. Thank you. Don't want to put it on there. It's it's sacrilege. It's awful. Darns. Mustard is the Virginia defend.
2: Tech of condiments. What does no that that even it even mean? I don't what know. What does that mean? Belong it mean? It means
1: mustard wins more football games than <laughs> yeah. does. I don't. I,
2: Based on the Orioles games I've gone to, mustard has actually done a very good job in the hot dog races. I will say that. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> I mustard guess is yeah.
1: mustard is just gross. Uh, all right, <laughs> but let's let's actually talk about the power rankings because I got a couple things uh, that I want you all to defend, mainly darns we'll start with you and just keep attacking you um Georgia Tech at 14 and your power rankings how how Georgia Georgia Tech is what won three games is one and no in the conference after beating Boston College and you have them dead last in your ACC power rankings two behind Virginia <laughs> explain um Honestly, that was a mistake.
2: <laughs> yeah, after it posted and I looked, I was like, no, oh, I didn't. Oh, okay.
1: Well, that, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you have, you have perfectly defended yourself <laughs> there. The
2: worst <laughs> defend myself ever. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, <laughs> to all the Yellow Jacket fans out there, I did it in a in a rush and was like, yeah, they haven't been very good, have they? I don't know. I don't want to put us in last. And then just kind of went
1: yeah, yeah. Sorry, Georgia Tech. Ellis, I want to know uh, why, and this seems to be a popular thing, but why do you have Miami so high uh number four behind some teams that have won big games against real competition?
0: I mean, you know, Miami's best win is, is probably Appalachian State. Um, but, you know, they, they went to a road game um, in, at Appalachian State that, that we would have lost by three touchdowns um okay well yeah they're better (laughs) than Virginia I'll give you that (laughs) right but but when you look at it right it's it's Louisville and it's Clemson and then it's five other teams um and I gave it to Miami over Florida State because Miami hasn't lost by 50 to anyone yet Mm -hmm. um and you know they're you know of the undefeated teams it's it's either them or it's Wake and, and Wake hasn't played anybody um if we had wake schedule, we'd be talking about going to the playoff right now. <laughs> um, so it can't be them. So I, you know, I, I and and I think they finally actually have a good coach for once, um, which is weird for them as it is for us. Yeah. So, yeah. Next
2: I, is them getting fans in the stadium.
0: Right. Well, that <laughs> that'll yeah, never happen. Something something both of us can work on. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's true. All right. Well, why don't we uh, settle up with uh, some some clear cut predictions. Uh, For the Duke game Tell me a score And uh, who you think is going to be You know a a couple MVPs And a couple um, Most important players But you're not allowed to say Kurt Benkert Uh, (laughs) uh, Well Matt we'll start with you
0: So I think Duke wins Shocking Um, I'll go with Yeah right of course (laughs) I'll go with 28 to 20 Um, My MVP is Kurt Benkert <laughs> uh, I don't care about your rules. Um, because there can only there can only be one MVP.
1: I need a Tony um, Reale button.
0: <laughs> it's it's Kurt. Um, you know, we will we will fall short in spite of his efforts, um, because we're going to miss three field goals and oh, Um and then we'll we'll have so much to talk about next week. So that's what I'm going with.
1: All right, all right. Uh Darns. I'm gonna go thirty-four.
2: Twenty-seven, and alex furbank is my mvp <laughs> just a straight match
1: 3427
2: uh, who oh virginia though. oh of course I'm done. <laughs> um, no i i do i think i do think they'll win um that's <laughs> let's, let's really I hope
1: they win Okay. Well, I know you hope they win. They, but have, you a chance, that they win. have
2: a good, a better than good chance at winning. Let's say that, even though ESPN has them at like.
1: No, I'm pretty on this. But do 26%. you think they're gonna win? Yes. Yes. Okay.
2: Excellent. Um, because I think that they're gonna use the momentum and some of the confidence gained from the last game. Sure. Um, and I I think that outside of Alex Furbank hitting like a fifty yarder, um, I'm gonna say, um. Oz again I think he's become a huge huge role in our offense And I think that he's extraordinarily important to our success as illustrated by him not playing the first half uh against Richmond
1: yeah sounds good um I'm going to say oh no nah, you know I think we're gonna lose by a couple scores um I don't I don't think it'll be, like, an embarrassing, frustrating or, you know, any sort of, like, oh, another mistake, another mistake, another mistake. I just don't think they're going to match up enough to hang in there over four quarters. Um, so I'll say something like uh, yeah, 35 to 20, which implies that we're going to kick some field goals. So I'm yeah. not sure how that's going to happen. Or but,
0: just miss an extra point.
1: Yeah, yeah, true. Very true. Um,
2: Let's keep in mind, too, that, I mean, Duke – is I, I think it's Thomas Davis. Is that the right name is their quarterback. Mm. Um, I think that he played a good game last week against Notre Dame. Obviously he basically got their defensive coordinator fired. So there's that. Oh, Daniel <laughs> Jones. What am I thinking of? Daniel Jones. Um, but they also just, unfortunately for Duke's team, lost their starting corner. Um, so there could be a pretty good battle here with the, I don't know, I think it, it Lend some sort of narratives to the to the game, I think it'll be interesting to see um, they're only averaging two more points per game than us mm-hmm. um, we do allow a few more, but then again we did have to play Oregon
1: so.
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know I think I think it's something that there are some storylines like if they had uh, cirque, I would be less confident in the matchup and i, I think there's just some pieces to it where cool. I. Mean, Kurt has 10 touchdowns and five interceptions, but um, he's obviously, like we talked about, he's growing into the role. So yeah. I, I think it'll be interesting. I don't think it'll be a blowout. I agree with you. I don't think it'll blow out either way.
1: All right. Um. Well, I will say uh, one last thing in a prediction. I think we're going to start getting that pass rush to be not just a little disruptive as we've seen, but, I think actually start forcing some turnovers, um, you know, potentially defensive touchdown or something like that. I think we have seen that get better and better. Um, And certainly Andrew Brown has a lot to do with that. But I'm going to go with somebody like Chris Peace coming off the edge. Uh, making some sort of big play like fumble on their red zone or, you know, something like that, that like, yeah, uh, if, if the game does go in Virginia's favor, they're going to have to force some more turnovers and not just some garbage time turnovers. And I think it'll be uh, an easy way to get that done. If they, the edge rush can get there and stop just, you know, barely missing those sacks uh, that, that we've seen so close uh, for sure. But uh, uh, you know, they're going to happen. So I would like to see that and, and maybe, maybe, uh, my prediction will be wrong. Like I said, darn last time. I'm not afraid to pick them to lose and be wrong. Like I'm totally <laughs> okay with that. Um, and I hope that that's the case. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and, uh, we'll see what, what that's like, uh, this weekend. Let's see. They play 1230. Yeah. On the ACC network on Another
2: prime 1230 Ooh. game spot there for us. <laughs>
1: yeah. Love it. Um, At least, you know, it's a away game, so we're not tailgating so early.
2: Well, if anyone's going, come see me at the UVA tailgate.
1: UVA tailgate down in Durham? Yeah. All right. Should be be a good time. If you're listening, you go find Caroline. Tweet at her. (laughs) She'll tell you where you are. Uh, I'll be watching from the comfort of my living room. Matt, how about you?
0: Uh, I don't think I'll be watching. I'm going to be out of town. Um, So we'll probably win.
1: You are the worst fan <laughs> that we have. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. the fan. They yeah. don't have
1: TV is where you're going?
0: I don't know actually. I gotta figure this out. <laughs> where, are <you> <laughs> where are you going? I'm going to I'm going to like the the beach, but it's like a remote place where like you have to ride bicycles cuz you can't have cars, so I'm not really sure where I'm going. So it might not fancy have, people go. television might not be there yet. So like Marcus we'll Vineyard
2: or <laughs> He's something. He's going back in time. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to the Lost Island.
1: Tangier <laughs> Island and the, they have TVs there. So, Okay, well, for you real fans listening, you can catch them at 1230. Stay tuned streak the lawn for more. You uh, can watch at Pierce's though. Place or come say hi to me. You, and- may, you may not come to my place. Um, <laughs> find Darns at the UVA. One of the many UVA tailgates I'm sure will be down in Durham. Um, but until then, uh, yeah, keep it tuned to the blog and, uh, we'll see you next week. Go Hoos!